Hey everyone, and welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the animated series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it's a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real-world factors that crept into the writing or if the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm the lifelong fan who's familiar with pretty much all aspects of the franchise, while Ed here is familiar with Transformers, but it was never something he enjoyed. And thank you so much for being here with us, and uh, thanks for coming back after last week, us having a little break. Uh, we definitely need it for families, and um, I'm glad you're back. Hey Ed, how you doing dude? I'm doing great. Sorry about that, uh, to everyone out there, sorry about that uh, oh, this episode last it week. It was the right bad. move. Yeah, I I agree, but it's still uh, yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, we made we made it to double digits. Yeah, so this is I called we last have, week nine point five because I couldn't do double digits for a double filler thing. Digit, we have ten episodes of the show. Yes. Know, this is amazing. But but I wanted to clarify some things that I said on the last show that we did because I didn't want to make a giant blanket negative statement and say that I don't like any fandoms because it may have come across that way. Um, and <laughs> I've been pretty harsh on Star Wars fans. And so let me let me clarify that statement. Let me add on to that statement a little bit. When I say I don't like groups of fans, I don't mean that I don't like people that like Star Wars. Because I mean I like Star Wars. Like I love Star Wars. In fact, like um, when I say I don't like Star Wars fandom, I don't mean some random dude in a Darth Vader T-shirt that he got from Target. That, I mean, like That's I very probably, specific. I mean, I probably own three Darth Vader Target T-shirts because you know, a third of all T-shirts on Earth right now are screen printed target t-shirts usually with some sort of a star wars theme or something like that yeah <laughs> and you know some you know some couple you know with with kids that dress up like han and leia at a jawa for halloween i think that's great i think that's super cool and i have like no problem with that i can't hate on that and or some some bizarre like some guy that like has like a he's real specifically into collecting just empire strikes back figures you know like, I, I think that's uh, i think that's pretty cool the 500 first legion love those guys those guys do a bunch of charity work and if there's one way into my heart is through doing charity work for kids i think that's awesome uh my problem here and and this is honestly probably a pretty small slice of the star wars fandom pie as it were are these guys that just take personal offense to each and everything that comes out you know these guys that are making death threats towards actors and to the point where like you know there's actors that just quit acting altogether because of because a fandom is just so angry at because they didn't like a movie and you know these actors they, they have nothing to do with the creative process of these movies they just they, they like, oh man I'm, I'm a i'm a relatively unknown actor and i got paid a couple million dollars to be in star wars and i and i love star wars so i'm gonna do this and eight million dudes on twitter got real mad because it's yeah. an asian woman or they yeah, they just didn't like that movie very much, and so they they threatened to kill this person, and uh, and, I, and that's unacceptable. I don't I don't want anything to do with that. Um, and I think it makes the rest of the fandom look bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll, a little story for you with that. Um, sure, I remember it was back. Um, I want to say it was around uh, BotCon two thousand. It was uh, beginning. Beast Machines was uh, was becoming a thing after Beast Wars, and um, there was a writer who's attached to Beast Machines. He was the story editor, uh, Bob Skier. Bob Skier also did um, the BattleTech cartoon. He did oh. uh, Extreme Ghostbusters. He, he did a lot of things. He's actually had his hands on a lot of animation pies over the years. You know, he's honestly a pretty well-respected uh, writer and story editor, but he dared do something weird with Transformers. And there was a huge backlash. There was, um, he was supposed to come to a uh, one of the bot cons. I want to say it was 2000, 2001, one of those two. But because of the uh, death threats he got, he decided not to come. And, you know, some people were probably silently cheering that, but everyone else is really embarrassed that that sort of thing happened. It is a small percentage of the fans. That kind of stuff can happen. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's but not does, all fans. Five it, people it just, doesn't matter. Five right. people, and, too many. Yeah. It makes me want to have nothing to do with, you know, those fandoms at all. And it's, and it's not just Star Wars. Fans. Like, like you said, it's not just Star Wars fans. Like, and there's probably jazz dudes that are like this, like they're real mad at like, I'm, like I'm, uh, I don't know, like a how roach trekker or something, and they're like, "Why?" Well, you know, like, or there's like, a, like some dude that's real into like architecture and got mad that somebody switched yeah. over from you know like brownstones to brutalism. And he's just gonna <laughs> like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna shoot this guy, and uh, like that's not acceptable. That's not, not neo-colonialism. Come on, right? That's not how we act. Um, I'll probably expand on this down the line, but that's uh, that's that'll take up a lot of time. And this is yeah. you know, that, I I really just wanted to clarify that. So a few days ago. 
I think this was last weekend. I went to a flea market. I love flea markets. I I, I adore flea markets. Uh, my father was an antique dealer for many years, I didn't and know that. I yeah, I grew up uh, going to yard sales, flea markets, uh, swap meets, the stuff we do. We do this stuff constantly, and I you know I found a bunch of cool stuff when I was a kid. I found old Star Wars figures and um, you know like old '60s GI Joes and stuff when I was a kid, and you know like uh, Migos and that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, I found a guy that has a permanent spot at one of these, and this guy has tons of old Transformers. And old G.I. Joe's, he's got Legos, he's got like new Legos, he's got uh, like magic cards, Pokemon, uh, just tons and tons, like my big, you know, glass cases just jam packed with stuff. Hmm. And um, the guy was really cool. I, I talked to him for a while and uh, I told him about the show and uh, he was um, he was like, man, if you have any printed stuff, please drop it off. You know, and I was I was like, yeah, yeah. he was like, yeah, man, I love helping people out. You know, you. You know, and I was like, that's really cool. Really, uh, really super nice dude. And, um, but I'm talking to this guy, I'm looking around. He's got like original Megatron, he's got like an old sound wave, he's got like series one and two GI Joe figures, like, like you know, and there is something in pretty good shape. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I should like, I like, I've got to buy something while I'm here because I like, I, I have this thing where if I go into a, a shop, especially one that's locally owned, mm. and uh, like, I have to buy something, I have to spend some amount of money. And I have to support that, you know, you know that, that place. I feel obligated to, if I go into a comic shop or a game store or like a, a craft beer store or something like that. Even if there's nothing that I, I necessarily need or want, like I have to show some appreciation for these people that, that run these courses and buy yeah. something. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, bought, uh, I bought a bunch of Pokemon cards for my son. Um, but the, the thing was, is that, you know, I was, I was like, I should buy like an action figure or something like that. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's a slippery slope. It's like, is like if I get that sound wave, or like if I get that like that version two like Snake Eyes, and I'm committed at that point, and I'm I'm just at that point I collect these things, and and, and before I know it, my office is just full of action figures or robots or something, and I uh, and I think to myself that I know, and uh, I'm like, man, do, do I really want this? Like, do, do I do do I want this personally? And uh, I'm like, I like I, I don't know, uh, like because my thing is that I only collect practical things. And when I say practical things, I don't mean like I collect tools or like, you know, bicycles or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I collect things, things that I collect have a, a use outside of them just existing as a, a thing that I own. So all those Pez dispensers, um, you use those regularly? Those dispense Pez, dude. Do you use them to dispense Pez? Yeah, I always have one. I always, you know, I keep that fang on me. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I'm all, I always have a Pez at the ready. Uh, no, uh, no, uh, seriously. Uh, uh, kidding, kidding aside, that, that's actually my wife's collection of, of Pez. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, that, that's her thing. She 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 loves Pez, and you know that's and it's, it's great for me because it's always a a cool little stocking stocking stuffer or like a little add-on gift that I can I can toss in for birthdays or anniversaries or or just uh, you know just just because I feel like it. You know, if I'm at you know if I'm at a shop and I, I see a Pez, I'm like, oh man, this, this, uh, I'm just gonna buy this. We don't. I don't think she has this one. I'll, I'll get her this uh, this Pez or whatever. Um, but uh, so I mean, the, you know, things that I collect have a use outside of just them, just owning the things. Um, I mean, like that's why I never understood collecting baseball cards because, like, when I was a kid, you collected baseball cards or you collected comic books, and I collected comics since I could read comics, you know. And I mean, like, like I like baseball and I like the process of opening packs of cards. I think that's a cool process, and I enjoy doing that. Mm -hmm. um, but beyond the initial rush of when you open a pack, that's it. That's it. You just have some cards and you put them away. <clears throat> and you know maybe you can sell them down the line, but like uh, you can't do anything with them outside of just look at them. You know, oh. at, at some point. So, um, but like with magic cards, I, I get all that. I, I get the the thing of you know of, of buying a pack and opening the the ritual of opening a pack yeah. and, and getting that uh, that endorphin rush. Like, oh man, I, uh, or a dopamine rush of being like, man, I, I opened a pack of cards. That was really cool. But I can also play a game with those things. You know, and I don't play magic or even collect magic, uh, but that's more appealing than like like some basketball card or something like that, right? Yeah, so, I get that. Yes, but then like collecting toys, like you know, if I if I bought an action figure, I would just buy that figure and I would be like, man, cool, I got a Secret Wars black costume Spider Man, which is the best figure from that line. Um, but then I'm gonna put it on a shelf and, and I'm I'm just gonna see it when I come into my office. I'm uh, I mean like I, I, I'm I'm in my forties. I'm not gonna play with action figures anymore you know but like i have a ton of warhammer figures which is toy adjacent which is action which is like <laughs> like grown-up action figures you know like i have yeah. a ton of warhammer stuff but i play a game with warhammer and and there's a there's a process of uh of of 
that goes along with that, you know? So, so what do you collect? Like, like I know you collect transformers, but like, what do you collect and why do you collect these things and what do you do with them? And okay. I mean, how do you, and how do you no. store them? I mean, I see you have shelves, but you have more. Yeah. I think you, I know you have more than yeah. that because there's a whole spare room with uh, shelves and crates. I was, I was about to say, I, I mean, yeah. to, to pull back the curtain, you and I have been friends for 20 something years. And like, I know that at one point you had a transformers room in your house. Like you, like you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're transformers rich, you're filthy rich, which with, transforming robots so anyway so so um uh, no that's actually um that's that's a good way to you kind of uh, go into it uh I'll, I'll be honest i was actually thinking about this recently because uh, i've been getting a lot of my old ones out of storage because we're just trying to get rid of the storage just kind of a money pit at this point get things out of storage see if they're usable see if they're not get rid of them if they're not and so on and so forth i had to think back why i had all these and uh there was a point i want to say okay there's different points in my life um when i was you know, I, I guess I became started to be a teenager. I stopped, you know, toys weren't cool anymore. So, you know, we all went through that. I think when I was around uh, 16 or 17, I, I was, uh, I saw, I don't know, I, I, hell, I think I saw, um, you know, some of the generation two basically repaints of uh, Transformers in, uh, in a yeah, far more, which is a drugstore that used to be here or there in Pensacola. And I, I got one, I'm like, oh, cool. And then that's when it started. You know, they start getting a few things here and there, and it just kind of balloons from that point on. And, you know, so I I got back to the collecting, and the first uh, original guy I went back and got was uh, uh, Jeff Fire from, um, you, or, you know, or the, um, the toy store Ricky Smith had in there in Pensacola. I got it from him. Um, yeah, yeah, I do, I do remember that. I do remember that story. That was yeah, uh, that was so, an institution here for a while. It was, um, it was. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the thing. You know, you, you get kind of caught up. And then I stopped and I started up again. I didn't know why I felt it was almost like, I, I want this. I, I enjoyed this so much. I kind of want to continue it. And then um, there was a point when I was getting divorced. It was, I was going to have a hard, hard time. And uh, I, I was like, so transformers rich. I had them all over the place. And it became almost like I was going through a really hard, really dark time. And they were almost a comfort. You know, there was like something I can, Almost like a, I don't know, something, a, a real thing, a tangible thing that brings me joy. Uh, I mean, besides my son, my son, obviously, he, you know, but he was, he was having a hard time too. And actually, and I introduced him to Transformers. It was one of the, another one of those bridges with him, but the, they honestly brought me joy. So, um, you know, divorce went through and everything was hard for a while. I put a lot of things in storage because I just didn't have a room anymore because I had to move around a bit. I got back to where I had a few things uh, in, in my room. And start expanding, things starting getting kind of cool again. And you get that bug. You know, I, I'd stop collecting. You get the bug. You something, see something so cool. So I'm gonna give it a try. And you know, I, I did. And then that came, came two, and then three, and so on. And most of them back there actually are where that's from. Um, yeah. So my uh, my gym room that I had, um, the spare room, the splash gym room became has become the Transformers room now. Um, I, I basically I move them around so that my wife can work out, that I can you know, I can lift weights and stuff. Okay. Gotta become that. Um, but yeah, so the office kind of ballooned into this. Um, and I I don't know. See, the thing is, I'm pulling things out of storage again, things I haven't looked at in years. And uh, you know, the little things that bring me joy. You know, I I've I brought I found found this uh, you know, I have no reason to have this. This fire Valkyrie from Macross 7. Oh, you have a fire Valkyrie? Yeah. You're Valkyrie richer than I am. See, there you go. See, but oh, I don't God. I have no reason to have this. I'm not a huge Macross fan. I just thought it looked cool. And I pulled oh, it out. I'm going to give you my address as soon as this. Show yeah, <laughs> you and uh, yeah, Ori, Ori did the same thing actually. She goes, you know, if you never want to regift that, and I said, yeah, I appreciate that. But there's these little things, you know, you start like, saying like, why don't I have that? But then I realized like, I really like that. It doesn't do anything but stand there and look cool, right? But that's the same reason I don't understand people who collect Spawn because they don't do anything; they stand there and they break. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But that's, you, you, but that's you, me. You open them up. I mean, most people either quite spawn, just leave them in the in the package anyway. Yeah, I, did, and which is which. I, I don't, I don't really get that. But that's a separate. That's kind of that's a whole separate thing. But yeah. So um, uh, to go on, actually, what you were saying about baseball cards and stuff, I used to collect when I was little. The thing, yeah. the joy of it, you know, you open the packs up, you go through them all. You're seeing if you have anyone you know, anyone you're a fan of, and then you put them in the little binders, and you put them like, yeah, I always refile them. I take them out, put them here, I'd move them around. For different reasons, it's like how you file your your comic books, but you also look in the back. You you check their stats. You kind of learn stats. That's the thing. It's almost like a uh, it's a reference material for people who are fans of baseball, basketball, football, whatever. Or I had an old right. Bo Jackson one. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, I get that because the the one non practical thing that I do collect and that I've kind of dropped off 
with is uh, garbage buckets. Like I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of garbage buckets, and I have uh, I, like I don't know how well you can see in that shot there, but I have binders and binders of those things on my <laughs> shelves. And um, they're, they're to me they're they're and I, I get it. I mean they're very much like a, a bridge to my to a very specific time in, in my in my youth, which was when I was uh, I lived in a very small town. For a while and um, i had very good friends and uh and a couple of those guys were guys that got me into um it, it, it really in the comics and garbage ball kids and uh wrestling and that you know things that really defined that later 80s time in my life and mm-hmm. then i ended up moving to uh, ended up moving to a bigger city and when i did those were like you know things like uh you know i had you know just like you know, things like uh you have stacks of garbage book kids and i had um like like a stack of like a uh, dungeons and dragons manuals and um you know the, like the few comic books that i had at the time um those were those were like a like a bridge and it was like there was like a bridge to you know the last couple of years and hanging out with uh with those guys um uh sadly they those guys have uh I reconnected with them and they've called they've uh, become uh insane uh like most people do when you just rediscover them when you find old friends but anybody anyway yeah that's uh <laughs> yeah. that's that's my one uh you know like non-prideful thing so anything else you have any you have any other anything else you uh i mean really no i mean i i, I collected comics for a little while i still have them by long boxes things like that mm-hmm. but i mean really i mean transformers the whole world of it gives me joy that's just how it is you know a little bit of gaming things here and there but not much i'm like you know i've got a shockwave ornament by the way like i got this last year there's a reason to have it it's just i like how it looks so menesque it's like a it's a miniature little statue of them there's so yeah uh, really, yeah i mean i uh, I, no, I get it i mean i have uh you know um, well besides wine but i can't really get into right now oh I mean, is that I, a I mean, ball? yeah it's an aliens uh it's an alien nice so, yeah terry dean stanton's character from from alien which, which a lot i mean <laughs> yeah, i mean i'm a huge fan of alien like i'm a huge fan of alien but i literally oh, yeah. think i own two things related related to alien yeah. i sold off like, all uh, my all my alien things actually a little while back just i didn't have any reason to hold on to anymore yeah. there's no reason to have it yeah move on yeah uh so yeah i don't I'm like but that, yeah that's my thing like i don't know but yeah no thanks for thanks for that insight into yeah in, definitely. Into reflecting. that's uh no, that, that's awesome i, I think that the thing is is sometimes i feel like like interacting with the transformers uh fandom i feel like there's times where i don't love anything the way that you guys love Transformers, and that's where i'm just like man, i'm still everything and <laughs> I, like I, I guess like you know like D D is kind of like that for me i guess like uh you know like i have tons of of you know like role-playing game books but like i don't really, I don't really game anymore either i just buy I this stuff just like board just, games and you know, rpgs your thing though yeah um yeah i have kind of curated my board game <laughs> the last couple of years and it down to just you know just what i what i want but anyway uh but yeah so um no awkward segue this time let's uh okay. let's get in let's get into episode 10 uh i had one but i was like ah, I, don't, I didn't think it was all that quality <laughs> material and so it would have it would have yeah. yeah i would have had to talk about video games to get there i didn't want another yeah uh, by the way real quick before we start this i want to say um at the end of the show if uh anyone wants you know, would like to stay to the end i want to read a little a letter we got from someone who that really really touched me it really meant a lot and man i was i was bawling just because you know <laughs> it, it was crazy but uh yeah i'll get to the letter at the end tim sure. and anyways moving on um we opened to the autobots and cybertron spark plug is just raise the alarm and spike is crying to his dad forgive me forgive me wait we get but first we get that amazing voiceover guy again we get that yes guy. he's and, always uh, the best. He, uh, an awesome uh we get an awesome recap and uh but spark plug's not mad about uh, being called dad this time he's okay with being called dad so he's not so much of a deadbeat i guess the, the programming is breaking yeah you know it wears him down after a while maybe i don't know it you know it's so much all that like um electric shock into his brain he just wears him down who knows that's a whole lot of electric shocks going on. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. They can't be healthy. Um, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, this happens. And one of the Autobots tells uh, Spike, uh, "Let's roll." There's a point where a shockwave shows up. Then you have uh, you have shockwave show up with two of the seekers. Then you have those are, those are the cyber those are the Cybertronian seekers. Though, right? Yes, those aren't. That's Which, not okay. the colors seem to change a bit. They're kind they, of they, uh, they, yeah, they're they in do. flux a lot. And then yeah, they, they, uh, they, I, I thought it was Starscream and Thundercracker at first, but uh, yeah, it looked like, no, but it so really, were, okay. But they they weren't neon green like they were in that one. No, world. that's not they those were guys. The coolest guys on on the planet. Um, yeah, there's, there's a big brawl. There's a big brawl here. Wrestling. Um, uh, there is Braun does a spine buster, and like I'm a big fan of Arn Anderson, so I was real into this. I was, I was like, all right, man, all right, Braun's so Braun gets points. Um, he's about to lose some points for me in a second. Yeah, so, well, but uh, but Sally Sally but, shows um, up. Yeah, Sally's there. How's that Sally? He just he showed me in the clothes right now. He shows up and says. He's like, take the Autobot. And that's when the wrestling really starts. 
Right, right. Dude, Shockwave is really cool. Oh yeah, like, Shockwave. Really, like, 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 he didn't really done a whole lot. He's been kind of sitting in a room. He's been like a DJ for like four for, million for like years. For four million calls. years. He's been sitting there. Yeah, he's been sitting there. Like uh, Megatron, you there? Uh, <laughs> Megatron's uh, voicemail. Box. Yeah, Megatron's voicemails. Hey, uh, oh my god. Hey, buddy. Uh, just wondering when you're gonna come back. <laughs> um, so, dude, but dude, Shockwave is so cool. Yeah. Bronze trash talk though. Is absolutely terrible. This is the worst trash yeah. talk in in the in the series so far. He's like, "I'm taking you out of the picture," and then he throws the guy like off screen. Like, like it was like <laughs> it, was, it was so weird and meta. Like, um, and uh, he picks up a, like a, a beam, like a like an eye beam, yes, girder, and he's like, "Prepare for a very large headache." <laughs> prepare for a very large headache. Like, yeah, this guy. So this guy apparently does all of his cool wrestling stuff in the ring, and he has a. He's got to have a manager somewhere. He's got to have like, like, like mouth of the south, like, like. Oh God, that's or something like that. Um, <laughs> so, but something I liked about the scene a lot was uh, the way that Decepticons showed up here. Is um they they uh they animated this from a very low perspective and they filmed it was like they filmed up at them and it made yeah. them uh made them look really big Imposing. and menacing it was yeah it was like a horror film almost I really like this um they had like like weird shadows and stuff and Shockwave is a he's a real scary looking guy like he's you know he's got that one eye and like no literally doesn't really have like a human face like a lot of the other guys do yeah he, looks know, he doesn't have a, yeah yeah he doesn't have a mouth or or like a like a face even he just has like a blank thing with a, with a glowing dot like he's like a hand he's like yeah and a hand can yeah he looks like he's like a related to like a kit from a uh, night raider almost um but uh but i guess really he's sounds like from the wave yeah. family from the, from, the, <laughs> from the connecticut waves <laughs> yeah, so, yeah i think it's a shockwave actually no yeah shockwave says something like there's no escape or is that is that spark plug no escape yeah i'm not sure who says that but okay I, but, I, have it, I have it in my notes but i thought it yeah, was, I didn't it, it, was said it. It, it was real funny so um, Skyfire, Wheeljack, and Trailbreaker show through the wall. They like bust over the wall. They just and they're there. They just blow up. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they just yeah blow the wall wide open, dude. And then uh, they 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 really join the fray, and yeah. um, and then they're trapped. But then Shockwave is nice enough to uh, blast the wall open for Skyfire to escape. Even yeah. though they could have just escaped through the hole that they made. They already made a hole. Another hole to escape. Yeah, um, I like this. Uh, this this whole scene though. Uh, Skyfire sounds amazingly like Grimlock. It's the same voice actor, Greg Berger. Um. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He, yeah. He, he sounds just like Grimlock. He just the the voice is just a little too <laughs> growly or something. I don't know. Yeah. So the Autobots are escaping. Several no name Tetra jets show up and start firing on them. That's what they that's what they refer to the the uh, Tetra, jets on Cybertron. Tetra jets. Tetra oh, those little, those, 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 oh. Okay. Hey, oh. as a D and D person. Yeah. 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 Look at those Tetra jets. Okay. <laughs> and Skyfire has some really bad trash talk dude he calls yeah. them deceptive bums. bums oh my god this was uh yeah you know, man this is low is point true. yeah this guy's like a local politician uh talking about the side he doesn't like here um, <laughs> yeah this was no yeah. good um, the are like uh they're they're trying to get the wheeljacks loud they're being pursued by these hover century centuries these little hover cars yeah i don't, I don't know i don't know what was up with those guys um, yeah, they're just nameless century things yeah, Wheeljack looks different though in this in car mode this time though. It's like they went back to those same bad animators from the uh, the Indian mm. episode though. So uh, he looks different. He looks more. All of them kind of look a little more Cybertronian here. Then it's like it's like they they, they 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 go they go native once they get back <laughs> home. They show up in his lab though. His lab looks pretty cool. Okay, I think it's because the other episode where he had to go get the uh, Cosmotron or whatever. You didn't really get to look look at his lab. This time his lab is like a room. It's like a hexagonal room or something. So, yeah, it was cool. And, and he says, "Welcome to my workshop. All the comforts of home. If you live in a factory." <laughs> Spike yeah. here. Spike is really excited, and he has like a weird animation loop where he's looking around, but just focuses on his face, and he just like. <laughs> and it, it, for, for way too long it's like this is a real this is a recurring theme in the show is uh them like weirdly focusing on on spike just making like a like kind of a dumb face like uh we could have looped this one and put this into a wu-tang video too um that would have been uh that would have been cool so bubblebee pulls out a laser disc dude it's huge it's a that's it's so i think laser disc that's not a CD or anything like that. He pulls Dude, this thing out. It's it's like here you go. I I grabbed this when we were in the lab or the Decepticon HQ. It was big for him. So imagine yeah. how big it is for a person. That thing, that's oh. like a. It's like because it was the size of like a record. It's like it's like he pulled out like his like a Hawkwind album or something, and he's like <laughs> uh, like like let's listen to this. Let's uh, let's listen to Space Ritual. 
Um, so. <laughs> I love it. Wheeljack says the hypnochips are diabolical, but he sounds really impressed. He's like, oh, these are diabolical. He's like, that's a good idea, man. I say that a lot at work. I say that a lot at work. I work with Microsoft products, so I often diabolical. Uh, yeah, I often uh, compliment them for being diabolical uh, <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I work with them. Tells me a lot right there. <laughs> so yeah, we get back. Ooh, buddy, Earth. Here we go. Yeah, all about some surfing. They're surfing. Oh they're, my! They're not God. even on like hydrofoils or anything. They're surfing. These are just surfing on straight up surfing. They're surfing on flat water though. So somehow they have like some kind of propulsion system. Like I guess like. McFly didn't know, but you gotta have power uh, if you're if you're surfing. Um, and oh my God, these guys are surfing. And it, here comes the giant tidal wave. And here comes, I think it was Cliff Jumper surfs up, and I'm talking up. Was it was that Cliff? Was that Cliff Jumper? Was it might have been. He was so, like, but see, everybody else is just like static in the background surfing. But he like does this little or was that Iron, Iron Eyed? It may have been Ironhide. I don't know, man. It was. I think he was red. That's why maybe. That's okay, why well, I yeah. I was too busy cracking up laughing at this because this surfing part was. Uh, what, what is going on? This surfing. So yeah. So um, that's another one of those uh, those natural disasters. I thought I was going to get wiped out with like daily because we lived on the beach all pretty much all our lives. Or I did on the you know in Pensacola. So I assumed oh, I was right. going to. I was due for a tidal wave to take tidal us all out gonna, anytime. That was going to happen. Yeah. Quicksand yeah, yeah. tidal wave. Yeah, you know. Scorp- scorpions. Scorpions, um, God, scorpions. all these scorpions. Yeah, really, really afraid of scorpions when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> so it, they, they cut to the Decepticons, and these humans are loading up, like, uh, are loading Energon cubes. And like, Rumble just trips the dude for no reason. Like, he's just, like, he just, he's, this is no, he's just slowing his own work down doing this. He's a jerk. <laughs> he's, Squiggy he's, is a jerk. Dude, he's, so, he's so mean. Dude, he's, so, yeah, this yeah. is, uh, Starship and Megatron are arguing, and Megatron just throws some junk at him. Like, I don't know what the point of this was. Uh, it was like a, like a big, like, like metal tire or something he throws at him. And, like, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't get the point of that whole thing. Like, well, uh, he's basically, um, He's Doctor Arkerville is telling Starscream that the structure isn't strong enough and the slaves will drown. And Starscream doesn't care. But so mm-hmm. uh, there's this whole um, Megatron and Starscream have a little back and forth. And uh, Megatron's like, "Hey, I need you to install this generator." He's like, "I'm not doing that. It's not my job." Oh, is that okay? I yeah, threw a generator I think, I, at him. I, okay, I think I was, I think I was making notes and I missed the actual dialogue there. But like, I just look up and I see him just throwing like what I thought was a tire at him, and I was like, "Man, this guy's just throwing tires. This guy is the worst boss. He's yeah. just throwing tires around." And but then he like, tells that's not my job. Starscream <laughs> is the worst employee. He's also yeah. the worst. He's also the worst like, schemer. He's also the worst Machiavellian <laughs> schemer. Also, things later on are great. So Megatron continues to be a bad boss, and he tells Doctor Powerglove that he's not allowed to talk to Starscream anymore. Like you can't talk, so you can't talk to Starscream. Which, whenever you work at a job and someone, someone, you know, you enjoy talking to someone, and the boss says you can't talk to him anymore, what are you going to do? You're going to talk to that person. Yeah, you're going to talk to him more. Like, yeah, I'm going oh, to find, I'm going to find, find a way to talk to my friend over here. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's cool, man. Okay, so we cut back to the Autobots. This surfing thing has gone on for way too long at this point. This I timed it, and this scene has of them surfing has been going on for five minutes. So it's twenty percent of this episode. <laughs> that's important. Is, man. is Autobots surfing? And as this is just like a random visual gag, which I was like when I first saw it, I was like, oh yeah, it's surfing. Yeah, it's the eighties. Yeah, it's surfing. That's cool. But it just keeps going. And like, who thought this was a good idea? So not only and, are they self-propelled, they're buoyant enough. They're, yeah, yeah, they're they're floating. They're, yeah, they're floating. We, we, we've we've I mean we've established that they they float. But um, yeah. So the thing is, I was at this point I was curious about like who thought it was a good idea to have Autobot surfing for five minutes, and so I was so I decided to look up the, who wrote this episode, and because I've I've unearthed some gold doing this in the past. I mean I found a Baron for once for God's sake. Yeah. Um, so I look it up, and uh, this was written by a guy named Leo Power. Uh, or uh, par maybe p-o-u-r power i guess it's power it sounds uh um anyway uh not a lot of info on this guy he's kind of this guy's kind of an enigma he's kind of a mystery here but um his only other credits that i can find besides this one episode of transformers are a thing called split infinity whose premise is a teenage girl learns the importance of family unity after falling from a hayloft and going back in time to the great depression what that's kind of heavy and odd yeah right um, oh yeah, he a, okay. yeah. He did a thing called the Buttercream Gang in Secret of Treasure Mountain, which has roles credited to to a person named Mugfat, someone named Maggot, uh, Indian Holding Axe, Small Girl, and Mother at Lake. 
So amazing so- cast. Amazing <laughs> cast. Um, he also wrote and directed an adaptation of uh, the opera Rigoletto. Uh, I don't know anything about Rigoletto because 100% of my yeah. opera knowledge comes from Bugs Bunny cartoons. That's a strong flex. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, most people my age, that's probably accurate. Now that's And that's why young people don't know about opera because they don't have Bugs Bunny. I'm not going to watch opera, but I'll watch Bugs Bunny rip off an opera. Oh, yeah. Which is, I'll see Barbara of Seville. I know all about that. I could probably talk about it with a rich person about about opera based strictly on what I know from watching Bugs Bunny cartoon. Uh, I would recommend Madam Butterfly if you want to check one out. Really, really sad. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, anyways, moving on. <laughs> I know a little more than you do. Not much. Apparently so. I don't know. Yes. Is there like a Simpsons about that episode or something that that's how you know it? Or do you have do you have you actually seen I've, it? I've gone to see it. Oh, okay. So yeah, the uh, Autobots finally finished their surfing adventure by crashing into the energy collection base. <laughs> and they wiped, they wiped out. They completely did. That is just you know what? Great idea for uh, energy collection. It, like this, this uh, big wedge thing that brings in all the uh, all the tidal wave energy into this one central area processes it. I mean, it's actually not a bad idea. It's very green. With, it was like two peers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, once once again, the cons uh, forward thinking and uh, really have their time. And uh, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the uh, the show, Ironhide responds to Optimus Prime asking if everyone's okay. He goes, "Wow." Operational ready to give Megatron a nickel knuckle sandwich. Punching it up, man. Punching up once again. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not. It's of all the uh the punch ups this episode, that was a good one. Yeah, well, that was a good that's that that, uh, honestly to be honest, that may be the best one. Um because uh this one was a bereft of uh of good punch ups, one would say. Um yeah, there's a, another really cool horror movie uh, moment here where Starscream reaches out of the water and, oh, that was uh, great. and, and grabs Dr. Powerlove. And that was really cool. It was like a giant, was a giant hand comes out of the water and grabs It was him. very, like, um, uh, like, almost like very Godzilla-like, you know, um, but it, like a very yeah, dynamic it pose. Yeah, um, it really so, was. Know, he's hanging on this this piece of, like, like um, rubbish from the destroyed base. And Megatron's taken off. He's he's done. He's out of there. And then he's like, he's like hanging on this dangling. He's like, come back, Megatron. <laughs> and uh, he reaches up, like you said, grabs him, says, Megatron is through you, you, but I am not. That cool. I like, I saw that, 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 uh, that, that scene. I was like, man, that's great. Great job on that. It was cool. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, uh, it was very like Marvel comics. He kind of uh, reminded me of, uh, there's like a, like a particular like X-Men cover of. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like, I think it's like, Sentinel. um, like, yeah, I think it was a similar one where he was like holding like Cyclops in his hand and yeah. he's like shooting. I think I think that was it. like that, that something like, it was something like that. Um, nice I, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm probably wrong, and we'll probably get eight thousand <laughs> emails correcting me. And that's and that's fine. And that's fine. You can you just it, correct me. Dude, I gotta that's tell fine. you one thing I love about the Subcon ship here. It looks like a Buckaroo Bonsai ship. It does. It does. It does. I love I love, I love Buckaroo Bonsai. Ah, dude, um, it's so yeah. weird. I love the movie. Um, Wheeljack <laughs> makes a really cool movie projector uh, that's supposed yeah. to counter the hypnosis. It's like a little portable uh, projector. Uh, it, yeah, it, yeah, it has like a little, nice little handle uh-huh. uh, carrying carry it around. Um, Spike's running around and then he steps into the spotlight. It's like a, he just sees it's like he's on stage, like he's he's Minme from Robotech <laughs> here. And uh, this is more more horror. My boyfriend is a pilot. Oh. No. <laughs> and uh, Shockwave is scary here too. And uh, oh, like uh, Spike calls him Laser Breath. And uh, so um, so Shockwave uh, just orders Sparkplug to execute his own son. He's just like he's still under hypnosis, and he's like just kill that human. And Sparkplug's got, those... got a gun, and he's like he's about to he's about to just. Uh, like I don't know, he's about to Medellin cartel his son here. This is yeah, scary it's, stuff. It's one, those, it's one of those um tropes, like you know, cartoon TV show, you know, like those big uh, dramatic scene uh, tropes where you like you have, you know, the uh, hero turning on another hero. Will he shoot him? Will he not? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, he um basically he's like uh you know I guess at that point Wheeljack pulls out a suitcase and it gives him the whammy and uh, breaks the spell. Yeah, and uh, when he turns it on, so like concentric circles come out of it, and you know that yeah. something's happening when that happens in a cartoon because that's how like Aquaman talks to fish. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, yeah, so you, you know, there's there's some kind of crazy uh, like mind thing going on or a sound thing going on if you see that in a cartoon. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they cure him and uh, and he's fine at that point. He apologizes to you know, for gives him a big old hug. For, 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 yeah, um, 
There's oh, a straight dude before, before that, before I, I got a little ahead of myself there. So, yeah, he shows up looking very casual with his arms behind his back. <laughs> He's like a commandant going to his, uh, a, uh, <laughs> a prisoner. Tell him what he wants to know. Be one of us. I don't know. That, I, that was fantastic. It was, yeah, um, it was good. Just just like, like okay, everyone, like, all the uh, soldiers on parade, let's inspect. That's how he walked around. <laughs> This guy's yeah, got like a commissar or something here. He's uh, <laughs> it was back, back. <laughs> like, a, like a Pete Kaplan. So next up is the greatest scene in this entire episode, and I had to back this up about ten or fifteen times and watch it over again <laughs> because I was dying laughing at this. I so you so the, the, the Autobots are are escaping. They're running away, and um, and so I think it was Braun. He just goes. When his voice shakes, he's like, I'll get the door. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, he, they're running, and he just immediately, he just runs through this door, <laughs> and the door explodes. You know, like, he's just, dude, I, it was like, it, it was so fast. It was like, there was no cut. It was just like, I'll get the door. <laughs> and then Man, he just all the one take. Dude, I had to back this up. I, it, it must have been a dozen times because I, I was losing it. I couldn't. It looked like I, a- it looked like a dude, Super Dave goof up. Like he <laughs> did it. Oh my god, it was it was a Super Dave thing, dude. It was it ruled so much. I had to watch it over and over and over again. And this is like, to, honestly, this is probably the funniest scene in this entire series so far. I it, this was so funny. Uh, <laughs> Actually, there's a great there's a great scene after that though that I died. I had to back and watch a couple times too. So they're they're in uh they they they're escaping in Skyfire. Yeah, they get they get in and all that. And sky uh, sky firing, it picks them all up. Spike and Spark plug look at each other. They're sharing a moment because you know they're like, "Hey, I'm so glad you're back, Dad. I'm so glad you're back." And Ron and Bumblebee look at each other, like a, they share a moment and a look. I'm like, "What's going on, guys?" It was very yeah. very touching. The, the dialogue there was, um, uh, oh god, someone says, "You never quit on the people you love." That's what and, it was. And, and, and then the Autobots like, look at each other and they go. Mushy but true. <laughs> yes, mushy. mushy. But true. That was, that was mushy but true. Mushy oh, but true. He looks. So, at, he looks at Bumblebee for a, a second longer than you expect. Like, right. What's going on, guys? Anyway, there was a, there was a really funny part right before that though when when they after um, Braun smashed the door open and after he got the door, um, Trailbreaker standing outside and he's like, "We made it!" And immediately the second he said, "We made it," there's an explosion next to him. But he totally no sells it. He's like, "He's Sergeant Kilgore from Apocalypse Now." He's just like, just things are just blowing up around him. And he's like, "We made it!" <laughs> like he's just kneeling down, like he's waiting for uh, like a like a like you know like Air Cab to come pick him up. This is really funny. Um, essentially, was Air Cab was on the way, Space Cab. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, that's Sky, true. Skyfire had a very uh, very um uh, in the Star Wars trench moment, like shooting all the towers, all the the guns and stuff, and landing right in there. Yeah, yeah, you really did, man. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna say um, as a side note, I think the Skyfire model in in the cartoon is actually really cool. Uh, I was, you know, it's jarring because you know you think of him as the, you know, as a Valkyrie, Valkyrie, yeah, as a VF one as Valkyrie, um, but then you see this weird, weird spaceship thing, and yeah. there's nothing that's not related to anything at all. Like I don't think that's based on anything. It's just an original design for the show. But like the more I look at him, the more I'm like, it's actually a pretty cool looking. Like his robot form is really cool, and yeah. his, his, his uh, spaceship form I think is really cool too. They, uh, um, it, it looks like a space jet, and actually. Yeah. I, I, I've got to figure this. They they brought it up. They finally released it uh, a few years ago. It's uh, during the siege line. They finally did a like a animation perfect version of it. Looks really good. Oh really? Oh really? Oh okay. Like they 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 were like they geniuses and engineers and make it happen. But it looks great. Okay. I, I meant to have it with me, but I completely forgot. No. And he's also he's like this tall. He's pretty large, so he kind of scales oh. well with the others. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah, but I'll you know you saw in the the script the original like. Uh, you know, first drafts of the script, the, the story bible. They're originally going to call him Jetfire on this on the show, and they they kind of had to rewrite the last minute to call him Skyfire. So there was a lot of um, confusion in there. Is there is there a reason for that? I don't know. Um, or, or was it was marketing? it to not was it to not confuse the show with the toy or something? Because like like you you see the dude, you see this toy Jetfire, and then he's calling Jetfire, and it looks a little different on the show. Was that that, or was it was it some weird legal thing with? Like Harmony Gold and all that dumb stuff that they had going on well, with uh, licensing of, and all that, or 
and that was actually one of the, the big problems that they had with the or Bandai or however mm-hmm. I'm not sure right. which one. But uh, no, I think it was uh, they had already like marketed the toy in catalogs, and they they put it on the box, um, you know, Jetfire. Okay. And they they meant to put I, I don't know maybe they meant to put Jetfire in the show, and then like someone came in and changed it. There's no telling. There's a lot. There's a lot of confusion. We we're just now seeing like story bibles uh, from those mm-hmm. days. Okay. So maybe you'll have a better explanation. I'll try to find out. Cool. Um, so Starscream decides he's gonna he's talking to uh Dr. Arkinville. Uh, Arkinville? Yes. Paraglove. Paraglove, Dr. Paraglove, Dr. Nintendo. Um yes. and so that he's plotting to take over again. And so now Megatron wants to accuse him of mutiny. After yeah. this dude has been ten episodes. He's every episode he's he's done a mutiny. Every episode. Mm-hmm. And Did now you... Megatron's, and once again, he's the worst boss. Like, like, like yesterday, this was fine, but like, oh, like, like, you know, hey, I've been wearing Doc Martens to work for a week, and then uh, oh, on my Tuesday, like, oh man, you can't, uh, you can't wear Doc Martens to work. I'm like, I've been wearing them for two weeks. What do you? What's the matter? Yeah, I guess that was, the, yes, the that was a right. That was a weirdly specific uh, thing there, and it, it, yes, that may or may not be true. <laughs> um, I, by the way, speaking of that, did you see what Starscream had? He had like a, he had a helmet on dr archville to collect his thoughts to turn him into yeah. energon yeah yeah it's, it, he looks like uh, so surly he, he's sitting there like <sighs> he did and once again green energy renewable energy yep i mean all, uh, people are always making thought waves right uh, i mean they, also, they, they talked about the proto, matrix we are a little better proto, proto matrix yeah. Um, yeah there you go so star, star screen basically takes dr archville and gets out of there he's like no nah, we're not doing this you know i'm mutiny or whatever i'm, I'm out of here yeah, just transforms and takes off. Just, yeah, like, and I'm uh, done with this. Megatron once again is using humans to uh, like you know take on the uh, energon cubes. Mirage mm-hmm. turns invisible and just disappears in the ship. And all of a sudden, you see them all filing back out of the ship with energon cubes like ants. They're like they look like a line of ants come back out of the ship. It was yeah. funny because they were there was a line going in and a line coming out at the same time. It was just like this like this three cells of animation like looped over and over again. And <laughs> it was like, well, well, how are they? How is he making them go back out? Like. Like why are they leaving? I don't. Are they like, bumping into the barrier? Like, all right, you can go. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was it was, it was weird. Um, he he does this, and then um, he reveals himself, and he's like, and, uh, and then but and he just kind of stands there, and then uh, Rumble comes up, shoots him in the back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like awesome. There's my man, dude. Rumble. Like uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the point where uh, Megatron. Um, says that the slaves need to hurry because Cybertron will pass again soon. Then he asks where Dr. Arkville is. He just told Reflector a little while ago, he's like, he's never no more used to me. But he's like, where is he now? Yeah. So, it, it, that whole, that whole, that that's when we get to the Starscream draining his mind energy or whatever. <laughs> so he looks pissed. Megatron must be like working for Elon Musk at this point because it's just, you know, like nothing changed. Like nothing is, there's no consistency with this guy. Yeah. He's, uh, he's awful. Um, so the, the uh, there's a, a, a battle ensues and uh, the it goes really bad for the uh, for the Autobots. They're like in a trench. They're like, uh, this is like Band of Brothers over here. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're like, kind of, yeah, they're getting, they're pinned down as it were. Um, and uh, Prowl suggests a strategic retreat and um, yeah, uh, Optimus Prime shakes his head no. But the way he shakes his head, it's like he's having a seizure. Like he's looking the other way, but then he shakes his head a little bit, but he's turning his head the one direction while he's shaking it the whole time. So it's like he's having a seizure doing this thing. It's really bizarre. He's um, conflicted, man. It was real weird, but he was shaking his head but turning his head. It wasn't like he was like nodding at the same time. He was just like, it was like, I don't know, this oscillating. It was like an oscillating fan or something like that. It was real, <laughs> it was real weird. Um, I'm surprised that his solution wasn't to transform, though, because that seems to be Optimus Prime's solution to every problem is that, uh, like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just, I guess it's transform. No. Yeah, apparently at this point, Cybertron, if it passes again, it's going to like tear the uh, Earth in, in, in pieces or something like that. I don't mm. know where that came from. Suddenly, like, oh, this next time, that's it. No more times. Because it looks really calm. It looks pretty nice. Or like this, this, um, this, tropical island in the middle of nowhere which yeah i don't know i don't know where they are how they got there that's a good uh point there was another weird animation glitch here though um where uh, uh prowl was letting ironhide and optimus prime know that our reinforcements are here uh but so it's like a shot of all three of them are in frame and um and i i think it's prowl was uh, he was talking he was like hey reinforcements are on the way um and you know his mouth is moving but then when Ironhide and Optimus Prime turn their heads to look where he's indicating, 
like Prowl's face disappears. Like, like, <laughs> like that, like they forgot to put that, that layer of cell on there. So it's like, his face is just a ghost. Like there's just nothing there for, uh, um, yeah, more horror movie stuff. Like I'm face is disappearing and, and whatnot. <laughs> and, then, um, and then, uh, so reinforcements come and it's Skyfire is, uh, so he's real excited. To, oh Skyfire. man. I love this too. He shows up and he goes, it's no, it's, oh, it's a uh, wheel jag. He opens the side of Skyfire and goes, it's independence day. <laughs> Fires <laughs> the like the the waves out the side of uh, Skyfire. Oh it's man, like so an he's action bra- shot. He's great. Yeah, he's it's always like he's like on a chain gun or something. Like he's just like, yeah, it's really like uh, yeah, it's like Full Metal Jacket in here again. <laughs> that, that line um, though, it's Independence Day. Day. It was that was a good one. That was one of the. I was a. Uh, that was it. was good. Um, oh, what's God. weird? What's weird though is so he liberates all these uh, brainwashed humans at this point. But see, here's where it gets weird because up to this point. All of the slaves have just—they've. I assume they were all guys that worked with Spark Club because they—they they were all wearing jeans, white t-shirts, yellow boots, and yellow hard hats. Every one of them. Uh, but now the slaves aren't just clones of Spark Club anymore, oh, and wearing his uniform or whatever. They're not from the same like like uh, crystal mine or oil rig that, <laughs> that, that he worked on before. Yeah. So that uh, so they cut to a scene, and we've got a real handsome blonde dude. We've got a, a guy in like a generic like white button down. Like he's that guy from your office that he, he seems mm-hmm. like a real plain. He seems like a real plain dude when you meet him. You're like oh, that guy is not interesting. But then you, you like he up at his house one day and like he's real good at like cooking like buffalo wings or like he brews like craft beer in his garage or something like that. He's that guy. He's that like this is real that, specific, man. Look, man. I, look, I, I, this may or may not be based on true things. Um, <laughs> but, but then, but then, but there's also there, there's like this fat dude in khakis and a striped shirt. He's got a goatee whatever yeah. so this guy got brainwashed and he never recovered though and he went on to form the bare naked ladies oh my god <laughs> have you been um, saving that this whole time yeah yeah <laughs> 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 oh yeah that's i can't unsee that now mm-hmm so yeah, Rumble tries to send Bumblebee into a crevasse again, a crevice, or you know, the crack in the earth. Oh, he was creeping up on him too, man. You see that? <laughs> and Bumblebee jumps and grabs the vine and swings around. Like apparently, he he goes full Tarzan and swings around and knocks him into the uh, into the cre- uh, crevice. Yeah, this was great. He Indiana Jones him. It was awesome. Oh, he like he like double him. Oh, it was so good. Um, <laughs> Megatron got real bad though at at. Uh, at Scott at Skyfire showing up that he mm-hmm. he jumped up and did like a double backflip while he transformed. Yeah. This was this was really cool. He it uh, was in full like full size gun mode too. Yeah. First time yeah. you see that. He he didn't even he, yeah he didn't even get like picked up by like one of the seekers or it become like artillery. He just he just man I'm just gonna float around and get like a ghost gun. <laughs> and shoot this was awesome. Um yeah and he knocked he shot Skyfire out of the sky with this. So um yeah but then like starts going badly he gets he gets you know pissed off and leaves. He leaves right. everyone. He just gets on the ship and takes off. Well, but, but see, before that though, see, so Optimus Prime shows up and they have like this this face off and they they talk some trash and I'm and uh, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, we're gonna get Optimus Prime versus Megatron again because like every time these guys have had like a big showdown, it's been awesome, you know, like especially you know that I mean the, the gold standard is the you know the, the laser axe versus the flail from like the first uh, laser like, weapons episode two. So, so yeah, episode two it was so cool. So I'm like, oh, we're gonna get this again. And then it's like, oh, like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Megatron just gets in the spaceship and leaves. And I just get denied this giant battle. Like, I want to see this again. Like, this is what I, this is this is what eight-year-old brain is here for. Like, I want to see these guys. I want to see the leaders, you know, face off and brawl, you know. And uh, and well, I don't get that. And uh, he, the, Seeker, the Seekers got real sad that Megatron left and so they left. They're like, oh, <laughs> Megatron's gone. So we're going to go. Let's go with him. Yeah. In mid-grapple, by the way. Yeah. And so Megatron had to go uh, join his uh, alien uh, friends in the, like, the, what, the eighth dimension. Buckaroo Banzai ship. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was that one. Oh, that, oh, that was the name. That was the name of the ship, wasn't it? Was that the name? I, I don't know what the, oh, they had to go like they were the aliens from like the, what the yeah no, no, they went to the yeah they went to the eight dimension, or the eight yeah. dimension or whatever yeah something like that yeah, was, yeah like, he has to get in his Buckaroo Banzai ship and take off yeah so and the Cybertron is at this point it's about to tear the Earth apart when Spike tells the Autobots they can shoot Megatron's ship and blow it up knock the Earth knock the Earth back out of orbit or it's knocking so- the uh, Cybertron back out of orbit he picks up a gun starts firing at the ship and they're like 
oh, oh yeah, there's Energon on there. It wasn't just a gun. That was Optimus Prime's gun. Yeah. Optimus Prime just left it laying around. So Spike of all people had a play. This was because they, they were the plan was to stop a tidal wave. There's a tidal wave coming in right then. And they're like, Yeah, that's right. We can he picks up a gun. He's like, are they, are they gonna shoot the tidal wave away? And so like yeah it's like optimus prime just left his gun laying around so once again if this dude isn't actively shooting at children he's just leaving unsecured firearms <laughs> everywhere and, and this this uh, this kid loves shooting big guns he does yeah this is this is multiple times he's done this and they, they say it's going to need a, a 10 billion astroliter of energy explosion to in order to knock cybertron out of orbit or whatever and um and so yeah. well, John cubes so yeah, this is like yet another uh, case of like. Remember that one time I talked about a a, a church trying to pray a hurricane away <laughs> down here, right? Yeah. So this was like, but there was another time down here where uh, like a bunch of like NRA, like that's a National Rifle Association, like pro gun people. Um, they they went to the beach and they tried to shoot guns at a hurricane that was coming in. That's right. And, uh, you remember that? Yeah, that was a real I do, thing. God, I tell you, I tell you, bro, I tell you. I try to forget those kinds of things, but they just yeah. Dude, thank you for remembering. That's like uh, okay, so uh, I, like if you're listening and you're in the U.S. and you're not in the South, like and you think that's just some silly thing, that's, that's a real thing. Common. That's a that's a real thing. Like the South is wild, y'all. Um, <laughs> and, and if you're like, I know we have some international listeners, and if y'all are like, like man, uh, like like you think those things, those stories about the United States are just like that's just some weird like urban. No, these things. This is real. Florida, Florida man is not a, a, an is, exaggeration or a joke. No. That, that's this whole southeast man. Oh, actually, that's not yeah, really yeah, just Florida yeah. man. Yeah, it's Florida man just sounds better than most yeah. of the other ones. I guess it could be but, Louisiana uh, yeah, man, Mississippi is, man. Doesn't matter. There, it's, yeah, it's the southeast man. Yeah, the south's wild. Y'all come visit. Uh, the south is wild. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Cybertron looks real small here. Like Cybertron was real was really tiny compared to the Earth at this point because you know, before it was it was giant and it was bigger than Earth and now it's like yeah. it's like smaller than the Moon. Um, so, it's the best thing ever. They fire and they blow up Megatron's ship. Just blows up, creates this gigantic explosion, and Cybertron gets out. It goes. It goes. It's gone. It flew so fast. I I, I was like I expect to see like a slow moving like away. No, he goes. It's gone. Yeah, she's like, where did it go? It just space where like it, it, i mean it's still in our solar system though so it's got to be floating around like hey it, that was a gotta, 10 billion uh 10 billion astral 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 uh, astral explosion astral, it's gone okay. it, it went past the kyber belt it's out there man wouldn't that have knocked the earth to, back towards the the sun now no well no. i guess depending on depending on where cybertron was so it, i mean no, it's, it you do know that so we were the we're the center of the entire galaxy you know that oh that's, oh, that's good, that's good. <laughs> no 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 yeah, um uh, yeah yeah it, it's it's Fun cartoon physics. Let's say Cybertron comically gets out gets out of Earth's orbit. The tidal wave recedes suddenly. And yeah, it was just fine. It was just fine at that point. Like uh, like that would just it just laid down. Yeah, and okay. uh, Bumblebee said he's sad about it because he wanted to try out his new boogie board. He wanted to try his boogie board out. Um, yeah. I was like, what a what a weird thing. Maybe this uh, maybe this power guy had like an obsession with um with surfing or something. Maybe he was big into surfing. Maybe but, um, maybe he thought it was really cool. Like let read all the magazines, but lived somewhere he couldn't surf. Maybe and, so. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, the, like, Me too, little buddy. And they share another long weird moment. Yeah, they did. They did. It um, was a really uh, yeah. He like kind of looks at him all creeper like. Did you know that uh, that uh, boogie board is actually a genericized trademark? Like, no, uh, like, like my like, brother like, used to like, ride a boogie board, so I didn't realize yeah, that. Um, yeah, so like kind of like Xerox or Jello. Um, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, uh, they were well, they were invented by a guy named Tom Moray. Um, his company yes. was more was Moray Boogie. They made board, yep. boogie boards, and uh, body board is the generic term. Um, but they were called boogie boards because um, he was also a musician. He was he played jazz music, and uh, so he's a, like the boogie. And, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my brother was a big boogie boarder when uh, he was in high school, so he had one, and you know, actually a legitimate Moray. Boogie board. Yes, yeah, so I, I had one as well. Uh, yeah. Again, because I live in Florida. So. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. and, that, and that was it. That was it. That was the, well, the, last, Spike, uh, the last thing. Well, um, Spike thinks Megatron's finished, but Optimus doesn't think so. He, he oh, yeah. and exclaims that he'll be avenged and then flies off into space. He just, yeah, he's, 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 he's kind of floating around. He's floating around in some trash. There's this, yeah. this, this cool spaceship couple going up. And um, I, yeah, I just kind of floating around in trash. Uh, Pretty much. That, that is it. it. That was it. Yeah, that, and that was it. Yeah, that was that was it. Ooh, man, this was uh, this was. Uh, right. I don't know. I don't know, man. This was uh, this was pretty bad. Um, 
So I, I went two out of five for the first part of this one. I went four out of five for the second. Mm -hmm. So I expected an escalation. I expected like a big grand finale oh. in this. And um, uh, I, I got denied the big Optimus Prime versus Megatron brawl. Cause I really, I really wanted to see that. I really wanted to see like, you know, a big thing of that. Um, uh, there's no Dinobots in this one. What happened, what happened with Dinobots? Like they were in the previous they, ones. They're still tearing stuff up somewhere. They, they, they're still stomping yeah, they're, like waves down or something. Yeah, like they're, they're, they're just, just weren't <laughs> in it. And, um, there's, there's like a puddle and he's like stomping it down. He's still, oh. stomping. He's still, he's still standing across two uh, two sides of a, of a ravine and keeping it yeah. together. Keeping it from like, a chasm from opening up. And, uh, and uh, you know, my, my adult brain sees this and it seems really rushed and it seems like really like like they hit some deadlines so they, they brought in you know this this random guy to, to finish it. they're like hey here's the story we had can you just you know, can you just do the teleplay and uh maybe finished it up uh there's weird animation glitches which i i laugh at um as, as a haha but uh like man uh adult brain's got to tank this one man but kid brain I'm, I'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with three boogie boards three uh three on brand more boogie uh boards out of five um you know a couple of funny moments and uh, you know there, there was some cool stuff with uh, you know you got some cool skyfire stuff and um you got uh you've seen how cool and scary and menacing shockwave was in this this was really mm -hmm. what it made me as a kid this really what it made me want to have shockwave because um uh, a because he's very mm -hmm. scary and very cool looking and b because uh, that toy is uh way better than megatron yeah, you know, yeah, it accomplishes the same. You know, it's they're both guns, <clears throat> both gun dudes, and uh, but but I think that the toy looks uh, in both forms looks way better than than uh, the Megatron. I guess the you know, Megatron gun mode is cool, but Megatron, like we spent some before, the Megatron robot mode is is really bad. But um, I think the Shockwave's robot mode looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, uh but yeah that's uh that's kind of how i feel about that one uh yeah a little like not a satisfying not as satisfying a conclusion as i wanted uh how about you uh yeah i mean in the same way that there there's a lot of weird moments there are a lot of awesome moments in the show of uh, the hand reaching up out out of the of the water grab dr oh, Arterville. very so menacing cool. yeah the whole the whole thing with uh uh shockwave on cybertron all that stuff is very menacing I you know five minutes of watching uh, Autobot Surf was five ridiculous. Minutes was five, five minutes too many. Five um, minutes of surfing, yeah, man. Yeah, there uh, that, there were some just great scenes. God, that like, it's Independence Day. That that's <laughs> man. I was like, yeah, we're gonna go fight the aliens now. It's fantastic. Um, so but yeah, it was it was last week was like really good. First one wasn't as good. I don't know. Honestly, I would definitely have to uh, give uh, this like three helmets to collect your energy from thinking out of five. It just, it was, <laughs> it was, you know, it was fun. I mean, the, the best part is there is uh, the story kind of continues into the next episode, even though it's the last part of this trilogy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Um, So um, I want to take a minute and read this. Uh, we got, I got an email. I think it was a sunny night, a Saturday night <clears throat> from uh, Tim. I asked him if I could read it. So I don't not, you know, say anything he doesn't want me to say. But it's the kind of thing a lot of a lot of us can kind of relate to. Uh, so it starts out, gentlemen. First of all, let me say that you have a great show. I appreciate that. Subject aside, you've got the dudes chatting aspect down pat right out of the gate, even which is the most important part of podcasting. <laughs> well, because we've known each other a while, it, it's actually really easy for us. But I appreciate that a lot, Tim. You have great rapport, and that makes for great content, which is not common. And thank you again. Now, I imagine we're the same generation, more or less, so I suppose I'm right in your target audience. As a kid, I had Transformers and GoBots, but not a lot. Growing up poor and a Jehovah's Witness was a double whammy on the gift front. I also watched the show, but reliving it through your show makes me realize that maybe I didn't watch it consist consistently. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I did, and I still don't remember some things we watch. But I don't want to talk about me. Let me tell you about Chuck. Chuck was one of my best friends. He transferred into my public school in third grade from Catholic school. He was an only child and adopted, and his parents weren't poor, which means that is that he had a lot, nearly every Transformer. His dad set up an entire sheet of plywood on sawhorses in their attic, and he would display them all on that in battle lines, Autobots on one side, Decepticons on the other. The best pet was... Oh, I guess the best part, and I'll correct it. The best part was that he wasn't stingy with them. Going to his house to play was always fun. 
It was at Chuck's house that I first watched Transformers the movie. He even kept collecting into G2 when they showed, and the toy and the toys started getting kind of lame. He never lost his love for the franchise, even supporting a Decepticon decal on a, sporting a Decepticon decal on his truck. Anyway, he died in his sleep just over a year ago. We had just moved back to my hometown to be closer to my in-laws and had traded texts. But I never found time to get together, and yeah, that sucks. But my intent isn't to be a downer. Listening to your, to your show helps me remember all the good times I got with him. And for that, I want to say thank you. So thank you. In closing, I just want to tell you again that I'm really enjoying your show. And now, homage, one more thing to look forward to every, each week. Thank you. Keep up the great work and don't put off catching up with old friends. You'll never know when they might be gone. All the best, Tim. And, you know, that's that was extremely, extremely awesome of you, Tim. That was made my, you know, it, like I, I say to Ed sometimes, you know, if we we would do this just we we're, were like you know speaking to the void but it's nice to know there are people out there listening and people who care enough to you know let us know how you know how they feel and what they you know like or don't like and just you know, have contact with us and uh yeah that that kind of <laughs> that email broke me uh, that, i read it but yeah. um it was it was really awesome and uh that means so much i can't even tell you and yeah you know Kitchen with old friends, you know, Ed and I have an old friend who we, we had went through a really hard time and we didn't know if he was, you know, going to be make, making it through. And luckily he has. Um, I don't I haven't kept up with him, but he was, you know, Ed, you were much closer to him than I was. So I'm glad you were able to kind of keep up. And we're, you know, we're at an age where things things start to happen, you know, and it's slowly, but it kind of, you know, kind of creeps into uh, into the conversations. So I want to say thank you so much, Tim, for sending that in. That was really awesome. And it, you know, just, you know, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about it. It touched me quite a bit. Yeah, that was a, that was a great piece of feedback. Uh, you know, I mean, we, you know, we get, you know, we get a lot of comments and and that kind of stuff. And, uh, but that one was, that one really, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I'll go, I'll go say a little teary eyed. So yeah. yeah. Thanks so much, Tim. I, we really appreciate that. Um, yeah. uh, you know, but you know, we do have another friend that we did lose a couple of years ago and, um, and I, to be honest, I am really unhappy to this day with uh, the last conversation that I had with him. It wasn't like negative. It just wasn't as positive as, you know, it, it, we weren't like arguing or fighting or anything like that. It was just, um, you know, it just wasn't as positive as, as I would like for it to have been. And uh, if I could fix that, I would. Um, but uh, essentially, Moral of the, story, the moral of the story here is that uh, if you have, there's someone that you love or that you care about, um, let me let them know. You know, if it's somebody you haven't talked to in a while, or if it's one of those things that if you're going one of these days, we should do this. We you know, hey, we should, you know, let's let's get up at some point. Like this is some point. Like make make today some point. You know, yeah. seize that time and um, <clears throat> you know, and uh, and even if you can't, even if you can't go go hang out, you know, just uh, you know, go through your go through your contacts and you know. Haven't, so you haven't texted somebody in six months or, you know, even just to say, Hey, what's up, man? Like do that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, on a related note, we have a, we have another, uh, a friend of the show. I'm not going to name, um, but, uh, is going through some, uh, some bad health stuff. And, uh, we, uh, we hope you stay strong. We hope you, uh, we hope you beat that. Uh, cause, uh, cause you're awesome and we appreciate your support. Definitely hundred percent on that. So, uh, <clears throat> sorry, let me play my third in here now. Uh, yeah, um, as always, I'll put the uh, how to contact us in the show notes. Um, I am trying to um, wrestle with uh, WordPress and get the uh, web page I, I started, you know, a long time ago, never really got into, which is also going to be is like a little bit of, a, you know, notes and blog and uh, links to the show. So you can always find links to the uh, to different uh, streaming services in the show notes and our YouTube page is going on. Um, I don't have exactly when I'm going to have this uploaded every time, but I, as soon as I can, I'll have those uploaded to YouTube. So uh, I'll put the uh, link to that in the show notes as well. So uh, thank you all once again for being here. And please reach out if you'd like to talk to us. Tell us what you think of us. Tell us, um, tell you how, how glorious Ed's beard is, whatever you'd like to do. So I uh, <laughs> appreciate that very much. Ed, you'd like to take us out with anything? Uh, yeah, man. You know, uh, here's, a, here's a contrast to as how heavy we just got there. So, uh, you know, if you make some idiot 20 feet tall, he thinks he rules the earth. That's from an episode called uh, Decepticon Raider in King Arthur's Court. <laughs> God, this is going to be next season. Can't wait for that. All right, everyone. Uh, I mean, me so too. Much. Bye, guys. <laughs> terrible. See ya. <laughs>